Hi humans, welcome to our podcast, Deconstruct. My name is Lauren. And I'm Adam. On this podcast, we want to help start or continue conversations about the beautiful and messy parts of life. Although we both had a conservative upbringing, we've since grown out of a lot of our traditional ways of thinking. We're learning to deconstruct the religious lenses we once saw the world through, breaking down topics like purity culture, racism, and the patriarchy, while demystifying things like feminism, equality, and love. Stepping away from our evangelical church background, all the while leaning into God and moving forward in our faith. We'd love to hear your story. You can find us on Instagram at deconstruct.pod. Now, on to the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, we have Susan Cottrell. She is an international speaker whose TED Talk has 1.5 million views. Outsmart Magazine called her the mother of all mama bears. The Advocate dubbed her our favorite affirming matriarch. She is a prominent voice for the LGBTQ community and their faith parents, who has been featured on ABC's 2020 Nightline and Good Morning America on NBC News Out, and as a contributor on the Our Bible app. She's a public theologian, and through her nonprofit organization, Freed Hearts, Susan champions the LGBTQ community and families with her authentic love. And she challenges Christians to love as the foundation of faith. She spent 20 plus years in the non-affirming evangelical church, has a master of arts in theological studies and served as the vice president of PFLAG Austin. Her Freed Hearts blog and YouTube videos have millions of viewers and her books, Mom, I'm Gay, Loving Your LGBTQ Child and Strengthening Your Faith, True Colors, Celebrating the Truth and Beauty of the Real You, Radically Included, The Biblical Case for Radical Love and Inclusion, and Be the Love You Want to See in the World, are critically acclaimed. She and her husband, Rob, have been married for 33 years and have five children, two of whom identify as queer. And as Reverend Ashley Harness from Auburn Seminary says, Susan has this fierce, loving, don't mess with me mom vibe. Susan, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's great to be here. We're so excited to have you, you, you fierce, loving, don't mess with me mom vibe on the podcast today. Uh, we, actually, we actually are going to have um, a couple moms on for this upcoming season, the season that you're kickstarting nice. for us, um, which is really exciting because for a lot of uh, our our seasons and our episodes, we've talked to a lot of deconstructing or deconstructed mm-hmm. uh, folks, but a lot of the parenting side of it isn't really known yet. A lot of people are still just yeah. figuring it out. I mean, as parenting yes. is a figuring out thing right. from what I hear, we're not parents. <laughs> no, all we know how to do at this point is, is deconstruct evangelicalism. We don't know what it's right. like to start fresh and start from a place that's already kind of broken down and, and right. with yes. the freedom to explore from, from conception yeah. of, of faith. Yeah. Yes. So we're really yeah. excited to have you on and hear from, you know, your wisdom and yeah, we just kind of want to hear your story. Um, yeah. So awesome. for, for people who, who don't know, or maybe haven't heard of uh, Freed Hearts and, and what you do, um, you know, your story about being in 
evangelical church and being a leader in the evangelical yeah. church for over 20 years. Um, yes. That's, that's a long time to be involved and um, ingrained and that basically being your, your life and your, yes. your community. What initially drew you to the church? That's a good question. Nobody asks me that actually, but I think it's a great question. Well, it, it initially as a teenager, mm. I became a Christian because my sister was, yeah. we grew up agnostic, you know, kind of in a kind of pretty dysfunctional home. And so my sister had this cool thing going on and I thought, Oh, that sounds great. Mm -hmm. But let me, I mean, actually let me back that up. I actually knew God already. I had discovered God for myself. Mm. Oh, and wow. when my mother died and God, I just, you know, you know, God intrinsically as a human being. Right. Right. I mean, God does not belong to a denomination. You right. don't have to get accepted before you can meet God. So, mm -hmm. um, and so I knew that, but when I heard about Jesus, it was like, oh, this is like even the flashier way to connect yeah. with God, but it's the God I already know, right? Yeah. And so, and then when we started having, when I married and we started having kids, I thought, I, I, we actually met some people that were really helpful to us in bringing us into this community of their church. And it was, it was actually a really good church. Uh, and we came in and just, we had community and friends and all of that stuff. And it's, it, it met our felt need for community. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you don't know that it's conditional until you don't meet the conditions. Mm -hmm. And so then you're like, Oh, I see. If you have a gay child, then, you know, that's a deal breaker. Right. Right. Um, or, and there were other things along the way before Annie came out, because we were already in, you know, neck deep before that. I think we're 18 years in before she came out, but uh, she was 20 when she came out. So anyway. Yeah. Um, but we, uh, we had already observed that people that really had deep issues didn't really get help in the church. Right. Like if they have alcohol or drugs or marriage or, or a, a child who's really off the deep end, all they do is tell you pray more right, and believe more and give money more. Mm. And then, you know, and that way you'll, you'll find answers. They don't have a clue essentially this arm of the church that I'm talking about, the very conservative, non-affirming church. Yeah. yeah. Not even very conservative, just, you know, non-affirming. Yeah. I think community is what brings anybody, what brings a lot of people yeah. into church, right? I mean, we're, yes. we're, we're community uh, centered, community based Humans. beings, you know, yes. like that's what, that's what we are. Human beings just that's right. thrive in community. Um, and so, whenever you had that community and your daughter, right, your daughter came out to you yeah. and um, I, I watched your Ted talk, um, spoiler mm -hmm. alert, and it's beautiful and amazing. <laughs> and I had a lump in my throat the whole time. Aww. I was like on the verge of tears the entire time. I was like, Aww. I just need to get through this. Um, yeah. It was beautiful, uh, by the Thank way. You. But yeah, so she came out and then you, you mentioned, um, you know, choosing, you had a choice, right? embracing yes. and, and, and choosing your daughter or choosing your church, which 
I mean, it might seem like, okay, well, obviously you choose your daughter, but that was, there was also the lifestyle you had, you had surrounded yourself with was with that church community. So that could not have been an easy, um, fork in the road, essentially. It wasn't an easy fork in the road. And I feel like, I feel like the way had been, um, like I had been heading that way without knowing it Mm. because of the reasons that I said that, that people found themselves, you know, without any help when they really needed it right in the church. Mm -hmm. And if you're, you're from a church background, you know what I mean? Right. It's, it's, you know, you're pretty much just cattle. Right. I mean, from between like mental health things, um, even people who are going through, um, abusive relationships and are, you know, trying to, to decide if divorce is what they need to do. And the church is, you know, saying you should just pray more and suck it up. And, you know, exactly. Even if you're getting beaten, it's, you know, or your children are, you know, or, or, well, okay. If you're beaten, maybe, but if you're not, if he's just yelling at you all the time and demeaning you and holding the money, well, you probably should just trust God. Well, like, Mm screw you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, well, we're not doing that. I, I think it's just such a, a, a that's such an, uh, an intrinsic thing in the church that you're kind of constantly told. It was one of the first things that actually sparked um, our deconstruction um, is that you're told not to trust yourself. So, you know, whether that's or, or not to worry about your, your headspace, because it, as you're saying, emotional abuse isn't something that's taken yeah. seriously. If you're struggling exactly. with depression, anxiety, all of those things, you're just not praying enough. It's not that you need to see a counselor or a therapist. It's just that your relationship with God is, is exactly. what's hanging in the balance. And then, yeah. uh, and, and then, you know, you have verses like lean not on your own understanding and in all your ways, acknowledge him. Right. So it's like right. this constant battle of, of yeah. trying to validate your very human experience in a religious space. Yes, yes. And there's not room for diversity in that, in our own personal experience. There's not room for expression that doesn't fit exactly with this paradigm. And it's a, it's an institution. And in the end, you know, at the end of the day, they don't want you messing up their good gig that they have, their structure. Right, right. So whenever you made that choice, right, you know, you chose your daughter, Mm -hmm. was it actually your choice to leave the church or did the church? It was. Separate. Okay. Okay. Because I'm smarter than the average bear. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I could see the writing on the wall. I was not. What I did was I shared with some of my women friends, leaders, you know, Mm. who they're, they're kind of the top of women. Now there's a whole upper echelon of men, but right. I shared with the women. Yeah. Cause they're separated. Yeah. Um, yeah. but the, the women, it was a no go. And I thought I'm not going and subjecting our precious hearts mm. to scrutiny by some 35 year old guy in skinny jeans. Yep. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. That'll preach. And I, I'm, I'm, and there, I had actually had a, talk with this with the two pastors before because I had some other things just a small thing but and the the younger of the two I call him the junior pastor because I like to say that yeah (laughs) Yeah. at the end of the conversation he said well I'm your authority and you have to submit to me oh my god he didn't know me from Eve yeah and and he's telling me 
I need to submit to him. I'm a mother of kids your age. Right. Why would I submit to you? That's just so awkward. It's so awkward. It's so demeaning. Right. Oh, it absolutely is. And and like dehumanizing. Dehumanizing. And so, so after that, having that already in my pocket, I wasn't, I didn't want to go to them and I didn't, I had no interest. Why would I go? What am I going to say? But can't we still come? Can't we? Yeah. You weren't about to beg and plead for, you know. No. No. Who needs that? And it sounded like too, you, you joined church intentionally for community and for space where you could be, you could find unconditional love. Yes. At least what was presented to you. Yeah. And so it seems even in that transition, you carried that with you. Yes. You kind of came out of those religious spaces, building community and, and loving people and, and trying yes. to, and trying to grow that um, unconditional love that you were sold in the first place. Yes, exactly. Now, and I, I should be clear that it, it's not the same church because we moved mm. states. So it was a different particular church. Got it. Yeah. But the church that I originally went to also is not affirming. So it's right. kind of the same difference. Mm. But yeah, I went there. We went there for community. That's what, as you said, that's what human beings are designed for. Right. And, you know, and you get, you get drawn in to this conditional community that you don't know is conditional. Yeah. Do you attend any sort of Christian church now? Nope. Okay. And do you still align with the Christian faith now? I align with what I know about Jesus. Yeah. I think if, if people actually did what he said, were actually followers of the way, as they originally called it. Yeah. The world would be restored. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, right. we, we love Jesus here on this podcast. Yeah. We're, we're <laughs> yeah. Jesus lovers, but you know, we don't necessarily yeah. so consider ourselves. That's Christian. how I identify, but no. And I'm very spiritual. You've heard people say that mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. Um, and I really am. And I, I talk to my angels and I, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's, it's been a, it's really been a deconstruction yeah. to get to where I am right now and to at least tenuously believe what I do right now. Right. Um, but yeah, no, I, I have zero interest. My friend told me she found a new church that's affirming this morning. She told me, I was like, yay, but I am not, a, I'm not going anywhere. It's yeah. just not. Yeah. I'm curious. So, I mean, clearly you, you came from an agnostic background. Yes. I, I don't, I don't want to say, do you, I don't want to say you would regret anything, but do you feel that it was a necessary part of your journey to join a, a thing like a Christian religion to come to where you're at now? Or do you feel like you would have just followed the spirit and the, the, that intuitive knowing of God in you? You know, that is really a, a brilliant question as well, because it's, it's, uh, I mean, I was, I really understood a lot as a teenager. I really, I really did have that thing going with God and, and, you know, had been through so much already. And so did I need to take this whole journey? And would I be in a very different place now if I hadn't? And I've sort of lamented that um, from time to time. But then on the other hand, I do believe that I've been prepared for such a time as this, as we right. say. Yeah. 
because I'm now doing what very few people, relatively speaking, are really equipped and willing to do. Yeah. And, you know, I know where the bodies are buried, so to speak. I know Mm. how people have been terrorized by these teachings. And if I hadn't been through all this, I wouldn't be able to speak life to them so poignantly. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's a really insightful question to ask. And I, and time from time to time, I'm like, what the hell was all that time about? Right. You know, but on the other hand, I do, you know, I've had conversations with God about this. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, it's like, well, what do you think this was for? You know, this was really unique equipping. Right. That's like uh, when we talked with our friend, uh, Grace, or at least she says it frequently now that she's kind of Grace Baldridge, that she's come out with a a record that's done significant Mm -hmm. things in the Christian industry. Um, Mm -hmm. It's it's equally amazing that she's able to connect with so many people and absolutely terrible that so many people have experienced the same thing that she had through the church. Yes. And, yeah. and I don't think, I don't think regret would fix any of that. And I don't think going back would, would solve anything because you have an, you have an empathy now that you are able to extend to people and, and let them feel known and let them feel loved through that yes. rather than with an exclusion to that. Like you're not right. loving them from a place that was never Christian and never knew God and just was loving. You yeah. came from a place where you experienced similar hurts and similar pain and you're able to 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 embrace them in that and know it and just be even just being silent with people in those moments and being what you needed through that kind of um, change is 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 an important thing to be able to bring with you especially to something uh like you're doing with freed hearts Mm -hmm. yeah i'm right now writing a book about i'm writing two books one is book on hell and how Mm. There's no such thing. We don't need to be terrorized by it. Yeah. And the second one is um, a 12 step for deconstruction because that's huge. So many people follow that 12 step process. And it's, it's incredibly powerful as for, for so many people, it's helped so many people. I say all that because I, I don't know how many people there are out there who, who know things aren't right in their churches and they want to deconstruct, but they're terrified for one thing. And for another thing, they don't know where to start. Right. And so this 12-step, I'm uh, showing them where to begin. And we're going to have it up as a course first so people will be able to, to just walk through it, one of our video courses. But because, you know, they need to be led by the hand. I don't mean that in a, a negative way, but... They need someone to come and take their hand and say, hey, I know this road. Let me show you. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. I mean, that's awesome. I'm very, very much looking forward to mm. to those books being out mm-hmm. in, in the public. And um, Me too. I, th- I feel like, yeah, I'm sure you are. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be just so helpful for so many people. It actually just – it made me kind of think of like even <laughs> – my mind honestly went to like Bible stories of how um, I don't even remember the the names of the people anymore, but like how um, in the Old <laughs> Testament people were sent out to like see land before and then they yes. reported back and then everybody was guided through the land and whatever. And um, yeah, it kind of makes me like 
think about that. A lot of us who have deconstructed without that roadmap, right? We're all going out and we're seeing the land and we're seeing what's out there, what's fruitful, what's not, what's, you know, maybe a easier or less painful way to to navigate the land of deconstruction. Um, And now we can potentially, hopefully help masses, help the masses go through this process with a hopefully a lot more ease than maybe some of us had. Yes. So yes. I think that's I think that's really really cool. And the community that you have now in Freed Hearts, um I just feel like has that replaced has that been similar to you as the c- community that you once had in the evangelical church? Yes. Yes, it really has. And I we're often asked if we would consider being pastors, which first of all, no, mm. <laughs> in, in like of, of a church. But yeah. second of all, we already are because we're, we pastor these people in, in the way of providing, you know, comfort and encouragement and wisdom mm. and leading them. And so, you know, helping them, restoring them. Yeah. Pastor comes from the word pasture, which means somebody who cares for the sheep. And that, that's what it's supposed to be. Right. You know, that's what you're doing. Right. (laughs) Gracious. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Speaking to me on a whole nother level here. Yeah. Right. (laughs) For sure. Well, in, in your program and in the community, whether it's Facebook or whether it's online or, um, the video program, um, do you, do you help parents of faith accept their child by using religious tools like the Bible or do you, do you omit it altogether? Great question. I use it when necessary to to quiet their mind because mm. they're like, oh, but it says, you know, uh, a boy should not, a man should not dress as a woman, you know, and my transgender. And I'm like, well, that was about deceit mm-hmm. and, and getting out of service in the army by pretending you're a woman. That's what that was about. It's not about a transgender person, not your child, you know, but just so to be able to help them understand, oh, I see it it can quiet all that noise, but you won't get them to become affirming by answering the Bible questions. That's really a red herring. It's, it's really their heart that isn't there. And they put up brain ideas to, because they don't want to really get to their heart. Yeah. Does it make sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So to speak. Before we get too externalized on this um, deconstructing Mm -hmm. space, I'm just curious because we had multiple phases to, you know, our journey of, of, and of course, (laughs) we're a couple and we're, uh, and we're, we have each other, but we're also on different, different paths. But, you know, we had, we had a lot in the beginning of a lot of freedom and a lot of joy and all of that, but that it also comes with losing a lot of um, feeling like you know, feeling certainty. Certainty, yes. Was, was what was that like for you? I would just, I'm, I'm curious if you did. You have phases of your deconstruction. Was it all? Was it so geared toward acceptance and love that that you kind of were able to bypass that? How how Man. has that been for you? Well, I think by the time I realized kind of how judgmental I had become, how un ungenerous, uncaring compared to 
what I was before I started this journey, before I started, became a Christian. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like I had become one of those Christians, so to speak. And so by the time I really saw that, I was, I was oh, grieved to my soul yeah. that I didn't recognize how unattractive that community is, how unloving. And so I didn't grieve the certain, I, I, I mean, okay, I had to, I did feel like I was suddenly, the f- doors were flung open and I was free falling. I did feel like that. Yeah, well, right. You even said you, you know, you don't believe that there's a specific hell. I mean, the ramifications no. of that yeah. shakes you a little bit. Yeah, yeah. That one, I guess, I don't know. But yeah, um, yes. And and so I had to really, it, it's true, you have to embrace your uncertainty in a way that is scary for people. It's scary for people not to have all the answers. Oh my gosh, we're, you know, people are smart. They go into the program. They understand that, hey, the deal here in church is to have all the answers. Great. I'll learn them. I'll get them. I'll dispense them, you know? And so to suddenly not have that is a very big shakeup. But I think by that point, I saw the pain so clearly in what that kind of certainty and judgment and, and line drawing had done to people that I was, I didn't want any part of that kind of certainty anymore. Mm. And, and, and I mean, looking back as I did, I went into seminary right after we started freed hearts It all just, the doors just opened. It was just amazing. But the, they start dismantling, they start with the old Testament yeah, (laughs) and dismantling this, this um, worldview that the Christian church had given us of, you know, of literalistic truth. And there's even a joke among the professors. It's like, yeah, okay, I've, I've made the first semester of seminary. You can, you can take apart jo- Moses, but don't you dare touch my Jesus. Like, <laughs> don't F with my Jesus. Because, <laughs> but you get to the New Testament class and you're like, oh, that's not what we were told at all. And so there is a deconstructing there that, that is grievous in a way, I think, but more also it's angering and it's sad because what did I, how did I believe all that? And how did I spend 20 years in that? And, you know, because everybody says, you know, if I'm wrong about this, about LGBT, then what else am I wrong about? Right. That's like the classic question. And, and so it's, yeah. Yeah. It's a real process. Well, that was my uh, one of my first things with deconstruction is actually interesting, you know, hearing your story and with your daughter and coming out to yeah. you and um I I had a similar experience but only in my head. So, um <laughs> I I remember talking to Adam and th- this was shortly after we had gotten married and you know, I was I was going through some deconstruction things, kind of playing around with different like topics and and pulling some yeah. things apart. But then one of the conversations we had, I said, you know, if we have a kid and they tell me they're gay, I I know without a shadow of a doubt, I would lock arms with them and I would like wave yeah. that pride flag high. You know, it's what I told them. Yeah. It's, it's what it's what came out of my mouth. It's and it's yeah. what was in my heart. It's what I meant. Yeah. And then. I just had that like as soon as as soon as those words just like dropped out of my mouth, I was like, Well yeah. why 
aren't I doing that for other people's kids? Wow, that's great. What? Why? Why do I have to wait for my own kid to tell me they're gay? For me, that's a great, great perspective. Yes, and it just it it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't fair. You know, I I was like, I, I can't. That's that would be so that's called empathy, right? Yeah. That's called bearing one another's burdens, right? Well, you know? I I just couldn't yeah. I couldn't live with myself if that if I was gonna just yeah. have to wait until right. potentially one of my own future children that I don't even have yet like yeah. tells me they're I right. mean I'm not yeah I'm not yeah I'm not gonna wait around for that so well and that's that's really awesome and you're younger than I am so you know you've got your ear to the ground more on your contemporaries coming out but when we were still in the church mm. we didn't we didn't know the people who were being hurt right all our friends were christian hey everyone want to take a quick moment to say thank you for listening if you like what you're hearing please share this episode and rate and review the podcast as it helps others find this online community thanks so much now back to the episode right mm. And so when our daughter pointed out that things that were happening were like, oh my gosh, you know, it's like discovering you're racist and you're like, how did I not see that before? Um, And so, yeah, so I'm, I'm glad you had that insight. I laughed. I had just drunk some tea in my mouth. So I was laughing (laughs) with my mouth closed. Tea is the right Um, kind of vibe for, for this podcast. Yeah, it definitely is. But, um, uh, but to be like, you know, very forward because we don't, we don't know who all is going to be listening to this episode. Right. That's the thing with right. podcasts is like, we can't guarantee a specific demographic for every yeah. episode. Right. And people share things and whatever. Um, and so we may potentially have a parent or a family member oh, of sure. an LGBTQ human who wants to know how they can embrace and how they can support, but they're scared. They don't yeah. know. The Bible tells them that it's a sin. So just to ask yeah. that question for them and just to be really forward, what do you say yeah. to uh, a mom? I'll just say, what do you say to a mom who comes to you and says, yeah. look, my kid came out to me. They're gay. I, I the Bible says yeah. sin. What, yeah. what do I do? What, what now? Well, first of all, pause and breathe and and try to let your fear calm down for a minute because fear is where we make really bad decisions not good ones mm-hmm. and and let's take a look together because the bible doesn't say it's a sin i know you read that in our american english translated version but the word homosexuality was added to the bible in 1946 so we're already it wasn't. It didn't even exist in the Bible before that. That word, and it wasn't replacing that same word. It was something else. The concept wasn't there. So, mm. so let's. We need to just take a minute and remember: this is your child, the same one you loved before you knew, right? And the same one you you know you raised, and all the things you did for them, and so, and they need you now and the preeminent instruction from the bible is to love that's the preeminent thing and don't pretend that holding the line and telling them they're sinners is love it's not love and i'll tell you how you know that because they're telling you it feels like 
not love. It feels like hate. Mm -hmm. And if you were in their position, you'd feel the same way. And so you want to treat them the way you would want to be treated. And nobody in that position says, yeah, I want to be treated the way I've been treated. I want to be, you know, rejected and told I'm sinning over and over and over. Yeah, nobody says that. And so you have to say, okay, then I should not treat you that way. But there, I could have answered that a, a, a thousand ways. Yeah. So, but what I want to say is please come to freedhearts.org. Mm. We have resources. You can connect with me. We've got a mom's online support group with thousands of moms in it who will, you know, who have been down this road and you can connect with and ask all your questions. And we have a dad's group too. It's smaller because men are conditioned not to share their burdens with each other. Mm. But um, we have a dad's group too. We'd love for you to come. So, um, but there's so there are answers to these questions. They feel unanswerable because you have been taught a different way. But once we start unfolding it, it's like, oh, I see. And the only thing that would stop you is fear. And and you don't have to be afraid of God. What what I think really stops people largely is fear of losing their community or what their community will think. Mm. And that you're right to be afraid of because the church can be brutal to people who don't toe the line. Mm. But is that one you want to be part of? Right. If it if it requires child sacrifice, right? Then is it what you want to be part of? <laughs> right. right. And how much how much can they extract from you before you say okay, no more? And I I would think a child is a pretty good line in the sand to say no, I won't sacrifice my child for this belief system. Amen. But come and join it. I know you're afraid. I know it's it's very scary because of how deep the conditioning has gone. But we'll help you really. Oh, I love yeah. that. Thank you so much for answering it like that. Um, you're welcome. Cause I just, I, I, I know, um, that that's such a big question and yes. so many people are so scared to even open their mouth and ask yes. that question. And so that's, I wanted to do that for well, them. And if you're afraid, yes. And it, thank you. And if you're afraid to ask the question in your place of belief, then why, mm. why, why should the, the church be afraid of any question? Right. Mm. Why are we silenced on certain questions? That too should be uh, something to make us think and say, hold on a second. Right. God's not worried about any question, right? You can't offend God with your questions. So why is the church? Mm. Right. So it reveals something about, about them that they could, uh, silence your, your questions. Yeah. Absolutely. And they do. Yeah. And I want to say, if you're LGBTQ and listening, come to me also come to freedhearts.org. Also, we have also an online group for you of support for community. A lot of people don't have community, but perhaps more relevant to you is we have all kinds of, uh, deconstruction, our podcasts, our blog posts, our, um, YouTube channel, our courses online, and all of those will help you remove your internalized queer phobia, mm. which is a very big thing. You didn't, you know, 
when things still continue to come up in you, it was put there. It was put there with the conditioning yeah. and you, you can quiet those down quite a bit and we can help you with that. Yeah. So come, come and find us, connect with me. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for reaching out um, yeah. to the LGBTQ community as well, because in the, in the space that you have created, there's very yeah. wholesome mom and pop <laughs> content. <laughs> um, and I, I think it's just so, it's so adorable and so cute. I remember going, Adam and I went to our first Pride Festival. What was that, like a couple years ago? I think that was 2008, Eight, no, 19. 2019. Because yeah. we, we were out of, out of um, we we're on tour for the other ones. But right. um, huh. anyway, I remember seeing the signs. I don't know if it was you <laughs> or if it was... Yeah. Others who have adopted the free mom hugs. Um, yeah, there are a lot of us who do it. Oh my yeah. gosh, I I saw that, and again, that's like the lump in my throat. I just like, I, was, I just wanted to cry because I was like, oh my gosh, I I I want to go hug you. I mean, I'm I'm not even yeah. I'm straight, but You're I just want to yeah. I want to hug you, um, just because well, that the con the the feeling that a mother is just there to love you like and support yes. you and like as she should be as she should be yeah. um i it just made me like get really Aww. emotional so i i really i That's thank great. you for for that and starting that and you're welcome because i see it i see it at the pride festivals and it's just the sweetest all sweetest. the time yeah well one of the one of the first i guess the first pride parade i went to we had those signs and i just could i saw people as we were walking through and they were just deeply visibly moved at just what you're describing. And I thought, Oh my gosh. And, and they'll come up and hug us and say, you know, this is the first parental hug I've had in decades. Wow. I think how, that's horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. That it's horrifying. horrifying. Right. So, yeah, Aww. I think I'm going to do, I'm going to start one. I'll be like, free sister hugs yeah <laughs> or whatever yeah. it is absolutely <laughs> um yeah. i just think it's so cute um i also saw uh i, I don't remember if it was on the your the freed hearts instagram or, or really where it was but i saw that um there was uh a, a wedding happening and the family wasn't supportive yes. and so they didn't show up but then through the community that you have through Freed Hearts, I think some yes. some other moms reached out. We're like, we'd like to be a part of your wedding if you'd have that's us. Right. And um, yeah. I was just like, oh my gosh, that's church. Like that's, yes. that's community to that's me. Church. That's like, yeah. that is what it's about. It's just like being yeah. there for each other and um, supporting each other and walking, and especially those big pivotal moments in your life at like yeah. a wedding. I mean, um, yeah. I think that's just, that's just so very beautiful. And for, yeah. you know, as far as asking another question for the, the listeners, um, do families who are coming to Freed Hearts, do they typically all come from like a faith background? Is that something that like they, they need to or should, or is it just kind of a, no, <laughs> it's for anybody. I mean, a lot of, so a lot, most of the damage that's been done has been through faith communities. Right. right. So that's where most people come from. But no, we have agnostics and atheists and Jewish people and Muslims and, you know, yeah. all the different things. So it's, you know, it's community. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, yeah. I mean, freedhearts.org is the website, right? 
Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Dot org. Um, mm-hmm. And then the Instagram is Freed Hearts. And mm-hmm. is there, are all your books, are they on the website? Everything's as well? at the website. Everything's at the website. Okay. Yeah. And the TED Talk too. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I, I, that's how I found it actually. You can see that there. Yeah. I, so. I love it. It's amazing. Are you going to do another yeah. TED Talk anytime soon? Uh, well, not anytime soon. I don't know if anybody's doing them anytime soon. Yeah. Right. Well, that's true. <laughs> I, hope, I hope to in the future. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That was the best experience I could have had. It was wonderful. Oh, mm. it's awesome. So, well, I yeah. recommend for everyone listening to go watch it. Um, I dare you to not cry because you're gonna. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just so sweet and so tender. Um, People at the event kept saying afterward, they were like, Everybody in my row was crying. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's a tearjerker for sure. I mean it's just because yeah. again, it's you're a mom and you have mm-hmm. you have such good mom energy, and it's mm-hmm. it's a very clear like oh my gosh this this mother like she doesn't even know my name, but like I know yeah. she loves me, and that yes yes that changes that changes lives. Um, actually, yes. can you share the percentage or the statistic i don't remember which one it was about yeah. the parents who uh accept and support their lgbtq kids versus who don't yeah. that that well rate. do you mean the transgender one? Oh, that, maybe it was or, that it was like the 57 percent to four percent yeah 57 percent of transgender people without parental support attempt suicide God. but when when even one parent supports them that number goes down to four percent which is the general population statistic for suicide attempt so from 57 percent without parental support to four percent with it Mm. wow so to to deny supporting your trans child you don't have to understand it Mm. but to support them to be in their corner like a human being especially a parent would do that you would not to do that is like wishing they were dead Mm, yeah i say that i mean i mean yeah i mean the you know the statistics are there i mean the numbers are 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 there and that shows the power of a parent's love and something that you know you you said i think twice in that ted talk that i was like oh my gosh and you said so when you said it second time i was like oh my gosh i'm writing this down you said you said real love accepts yes accepts for who they are and leaves room for who they may become that's right that's and right. I was like, oh my gosh, that, that, that is yeah. it. That's it for. That's it. And that, I can do that. Listen, if the church, the church told us we were supposed to stop sin, we were supposed to stop people from sinning. That's what the whole rejecting your child's mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. I can't do that. I can't stop people. I can't stop myself right. from my humanity, but accept people as they are with room for who they may become. I can do that. Mm. I can do that. Some are harder than others, but but the growth is for me. That's how I need to grow to become more able to love people that way. It's not about fixing them. Good heavens. No, for sure. And that's everybody. That's every relationship. That's everything. Because that's something that that Adam's even said about, um, you know, because we talk about our deconstruction process and how I, I, I kind of, uh, blew through it really quickly. <laughs> um, yeah. Adam would just watched me kind of trailblaze the deconstruction yes. process. And, and people have asked him, like, how was that for you? And well, you know. the way I always feel about it is that like, and maybe this is because we've come from the music industry where, where this has been held over our heads for so long. But, but yes. I always say I didn't fall in love with a snapshot of who you are. 
I fell yeah. in love with your trajectory. And, oh, and wow. that, that's lovely. that is, I think, I mean, that's exactly what you're that's saying. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Is, yeah. Is you need to love people with room for exponential yeah. and infinite growth. Yes. Yes. Otherwise you're just pretending. Yeah. Oh, yeah. totally. Totally. So. And we need to leave, it, it helps us leave room for our own growth. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, the church saying you are welcome right now, but if you change your theology, mm. you're not welcome. Well, right. What good is that? Right. And if I haven't changed my theology, how am I growing spiritually? Yeah. Exactly. You mean I got it all nailed? You have got it all <laughs> nailed down for me right now? That's crazy. Yeah, so certainly yeah. not, especially, I mean, they're editing the Bible and adding things literally only yes. in 1946. So, I mean, right. clearly they're exactly. not like solid on everything no. either. Yeah. And they, it was even pointed out at the time and they said, well, it's already gone to print too late. We'll correct it next issue. Well, by that time, oh, gosh. all the other Bibles had followed. Are you kidding? Right. I so. just want to ask people like, so was the Bible inerrant before that was included or is it inerrant <laughs> now? Right. Now you did that to me again. I just had another sip of tea. Just <laughs> <laughs> like let's spew out her tea. That is funny. That's right. Oh, but and was it all the differences in the King James version? Right. That are different from your stand version now. Oh, Which oh. one was inerrant? Oh yeah. my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. But anyway, well, well um, I feel like I feel like we're we're almost almost out of time, and I want to be respectful of your time, um, but. Again, for everyone listening, please just go to freedhearts.org and get plugged in and just see, just look around. I mean, it's not, it, it will not be too scary to just click the website and just to, to, to potentially yes. ask a question. Maybe, maybe something will get answered or maybe you'll just find somebody else who's yes. also, you know, asking questions or maybe you see somebody who has a similar story or a similar child or a mm. similar parent or a similar loved one, um, seeing yourself in someone else is, is where you're going to feel safe. Um, and yes. you will find that, um, at freed hearts. So please go check them yes. out. I will link everything down below. Um, Susan, thank you so much for your time and just like your awesome self, your, your <laughs> badass mama self. We love it. You're just so sweet. So amazing. Thank um, you. so thank you for, for being on the podcast today. Thank you for asking. It was a pleasure. Awesome. Yeah. All right, everyone. Well, thank you for listening. Uh, we love you and until next time. Bye. Bye.